I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 118, and today I'm actually going to answer a question that a listener submitted via my question portal at joyjoya.com ask. You too can submit a question that I will do my best to answer on a future episode as long as it's within my wheelhouse or hey, ask me anything. Ask me about the weather. Ask me about food. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> I'll try my best to answer your question. Anyway, so this anonymous person asked, how can we transition from a traditional brick and mortar jewelry store to an e-commerce jewelry brand. They explained in their question that they're a small family-owned business and that they're struggling with the digital transformation. So as I mentioned, if you also want to ask a question that might get answered on a future episode, you can visit joyjoya.com ask and you can be anonymous or tell me who, who you are, whatever you like. But before I get to my answer, I want to share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So users of Google products, this may be you, continue to have growing concerns about tracking privacy and personal identity because of third-party cookies. According to the official Google blog, Google Chrome has announced that they would be removing the use of third-party cookies on their platform to try to combat some of these privacy concerns. Google's web products will be powered by privacy-preserving APIs, which prevent individual tracking while still delivering results for advertisers and publishers. So that may be you if you advertise your jewelry brand with Google. Google says that building trust and developing strong relationships with customers is always a top priority and they're dedicated to putting trust back into the web. People shouldn't have to accept being tracked across the web in order to get benefits of relevant advertising, end quote. Do you use Instagram checkout for your brand? So the Instagram checkout feature has not been an overwhelming success, mostly because brands aren't able to obtain the valuable customer information they want when they enable the checkout option. Unsurprisingly, brands prefer to obtain their customers through a direct link to their websites rather than a purchase through Instagram in order to sustain customer relationships. No one is surprised by that. So according to an article from Digiday, one reason that customers are kind of hesitant about purchasing through Instagram checkout is a trust issue where they think they'll get scammed. Maybe they won't actually receive the products they ordered since they're not ordering them directly from the brand itself. Brands rely on the e-commerce experience they deliver to connect with customers and tailor their web experience to what customers want. And they don't really want to give up that bit of control. And I honestly don't blame them. It's always important to own your own customer information whenever possible. According to an article in TechCrunch, Walmart will be hosting another live stream shopping event. So if you didn't know, 
they actually did a successful pilot on TikTok in December. This one's called the Spring Shop Along Beauty Edition, and it will feature TikTok creators and influencers in an hour-long live stream shopping event. So during this event, various TikTok creators will be joining to talk about and demonstrate their favorite beauty items. According to the article, quote, viewers watching the event will be able to get beauty tips as well as shop the products featured directly in the TikTok app. TikTok, say that like 10 times fast. TikTok app by tapping on product pins. This will allow them to add items to their cart that they can then check out either during or after the event. Is this the future of shopping, live streaming? I'm really curious to see where these experiments will take e-commerce next. I think it's super important to know about them, whether you use TikTok or not for your brand. If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up and you'll get a digest with the links whenever a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to it. So as I mentioned in the intro, I will be asking a listener submitted question and that was, how can we transition from a traditional brick and mortar jewelry store to an e-commerce jewelry brand? They also explained that they're a small family run and owned business and that they're struggling with digital transformation. So I have some answers for you. Hopefully they help the person who anonymously submitted this question and anyone else listening who may have a similar situation. So first, you really want to know about the realities of multi-channel inventory management. That's a top priority when you're making this transition. When I say multi-channel, I refer to selling your products in more than one location. So for example, you sell in your brick and mortar store and you sell in a Shopify store. So you have multiple channels and you're reaching customers in multiple ways. You'll definitely need a multi-channel inventory management solution. Um, This might be integrated in the point of sale that you use in your store. Um, This is essential. So I was kind of researching this a little bit to get some stats for you, and I found an article from Shopify that had some really crazy stats about this. So 55% of e-commerce brands still use pen and paper manual processes to manage logistics. 28% of companies lack inventory visibility across stores, warehouses, and vendors. 34% of companies lack necessary software integrations. And 38% of companies lack order management, inventory management, point of sale, and third-party logistics software. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, don't be any of those companies. You really need an inventory management solution that helps you connect your multiple channels in a seamless way. If you don't, then you will potentially annoy your customers when it turns out that things are out of stock or that they have to wait a long time for the order to be fulfilled. And that's just providing a poor customer experience, poor customer service. It also just gets confusing for you. Like, how can you manage a store that way? So technology is first. You want to get the right technology. This is really tricky because you probably, I'm assuming, already have a legacy system that you use in your store for point of sale and inventory management in store. 
when you make the transition to digital occasionally, and I actually see this a lot with people I consult and with clients I work with, the legacy system that you're using in your store becomes kind of a pain in the butt to integrate to an e-commerce platform. Maybe it's just not compatible, or maybe the process of doing that is very costly and time consuming. So this can be a huge challenge for brands that wanna make this transition. Depending on the e-commerce platform that you choose, and I really recommend Shopify, I'm not being compensated to say that, you might have to look into the options for how to integrate your current inventory management system into Shopify or whatever platform you choose, and that can be very difficult. It may even warrant a conversation about whether or not it's time to completely overhaul and update your inventory management system and move to something else, both in-store and e-commerce, for the sake of having that seamless experience with both. So you either need to cross your fingers and hope that your current inventory management solution integrates with Shopify or you're gonna need to get a web developer involved. So get someone who kind of specializes in e-commerce and maybe set up a consultation with them and see what the options are available to you so that again, the goal is to provide a seamless, multi-channel customer experience that's what you need to go for this is a very involved and important conversation that you need to have it's the the hardest part of transitioning but also the biggest piece of the puzzle i also don't necessarily want to recommend a specific inventory management system because there are so many and the one that you choose is really going to depend on your individual needs and goals but i would also kind of push you to look outside of just the jewelry space because I know there are solutions that are specific to jewelry um, and that's probably like a natural first place to start, but don't limit yourself to those inventory management systems specific to jewelry when you're doing this research because it may turn out there's a better option available to you outside of the niche. So really explore all the options available. Um, Expand your horizons a little bit. You'll also, in this process, want to consider omni-channel. So that means taking the multi-channel experience, being on all these channels to the next level. So one example of this would be a customer who buys something online but wants to pick up in store. So what's the technology you can implement to enable that sort of option for the convenience that the customer really wants? Or maybe the customer inquires about the product online and then eventually comes into your store to try it on and purchase it. Or maybe a customer originally comes into your store but then they receive some kind of follow-up reminder about the product or products that they viewed and then they end up purchasing it online once they get home and have have had the time to think about it. So that's kind of what I mean by the omni-channel experience. You may not be ready to implement it right from the get-go but it's something you should look toward for the future because those are the things that today's consumers expect and want from a shopping experience. So once you have the technology piece in place, you're also going to need to shift your mindset in a few really important ways. I definitely wanna talk about the investment in e-commerce versus the investment in brick and mortar. A really common mistake that I see entrepreneurs or 
people who already own brick and mortar businesses make is they see e-commerce as like the cheaper channel um, because it can be easy to set up with platforms like Shopify. It's pretty easy to just like get your store up and running. So they think they don't necessarily need to invest as much into that store. But the truth is that you need to think of your e-commerce channel the same way that you think of your brick and mortar store. Um, my friend Yuri actually told me this really great metaphor. It's like, think about um, like Tiffany's flagship store in Manhattan and how much they spend on real estate for that. It's making a statement. It's creating a presence for their brand. They're probably investing that much and if not more in their e-commerce shop because again, even though it's digital, it's still establishing a presence for them online. So you need to have the mindset that the e-commerce store is just as much an investment as like the rent you pay, the whatever mortgage you pay for your brick and mortar store, for the um, displays, the merchandising items that you have in your store. Then the thought needs to be that the investment is just as significant for your e-commerce shop. That's really important. You also really wanna think about merchandising in a similar but also new way. So in your brick and mortar store, I would hope that you are keeping things neat and clean, vacuuming the floors, windexing your cases, um, making sure there's not like trash around, making sure the displays in the cases are beautifully merchandised and regularly updated. If you have a window, you're regularly kind of changing up the displays. Your e-commerce shop needs to be kind of the same. You need to think of your homepage as like the window of your brick and mortar store that customers would see when they're walking by on the street. Um, so you need to have a plan for like regularly merchandising that. It cannot stay static. It needs to constantly give customers a reason to come in and check in with you, even people who have known you for a really long time. So you need to have a merchandising strategy in place for your e-commerce shop the same way that you would for your brick and mortar store. You also wanna realize that your customer personas may change when you're making this transition. So the personas that you know that you're familiar with that are coming into your brick and mortar shop, they may be slightly different for your e-commerce shop. I'm not saying that's a definite, but it's something to consider. So you may wanna work with a marketing partner who can kind of help you figure that out. And then the next step, how can you talk to that new customer? How can you get that person interested? How can you build relationships with that customer? So that's really important to keep in mind. You want to understand that your marketing approach will be slightly different. Now with your e-commerce store, you may have to pay attention to things in a way you didn't have to with your brick and mortar store. You'll need to pay attention to Google Analytics, to search engine marketing, search engine optimization testing things on your homepage, um, product and lifestyle photography, building relationships with customers from a digital first perspective rather than like they come into your store, you guys shake hands or you greet each other. It's just a different way of thinking about how to create awareness around your brand. There are different tactics and ways to uh, maintain relationships with customers that 
probably you never thought about when you were just worrying about your brick and mortar store. And there are many facets to this. I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but just a note that you're going to have to think about marketing in a different way greater emphasis on photography as I mentioned. Suddenly you're going to have to think about things like video um, because customers are not necessarily getting the in-store experience when they're interacting with you and video is one of the best ways to kind of replace or supplement that. Um, So you suddenly have to think about all these new forms of media. You're also going to have to approach customer service in a different way because you're not necessarily going to be able to look your customer in the eye, shake their hand, assess body language and emotion when you're interacting with someone in person. You may even never have a chance to look that person in the eye. It may just be through messaging, through comments, through an email, uh, through a phone call. So you kind of have to adjust your approach to how you interface with customers. How can you take that same amazing customer experience that you're providing in store and translate it to a digital experience? It's a whole new way of thinking about customer service. Those are my tips. I hope that that answered the question. I think that there are a lot of moving parts here in making that digital transformation from a small family-owned brick-and-mortar jewelry store to a brand that has a strong e-commerce channel. I would say technology is the first piece of the puzzle and the talented, skilled web developer can kind of help you navigate those options to make sure that you have that seamless inventory experience. Um, And then bringing in other partners like marketing partners, photographers, customer service consultants, uh, visual merchandising consultants, reading all lots of plentiful resources that are available online, Googling some of the things that I mentioned in this episode can really give you the guidance so that um, the e-commerce shop doesn't just become a thing that you feel like you have to have to like survive today, but a strong and robust channel in itself that integrates beautifully with the brick and mortar store that you have so lovingly and intentionally created and have sustained. So yes, those are those are my thoughts. I hope they help. I invite anyone listening to submit their questions by visiting joyjoya.com ask. And as a reminder, my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is published and ready to ship. If you'd like to learn more about the book and how you can get your own copy, please visit joyjoya.com book. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.